Welcome to the Parent Matters Podcast, where we help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of parenting and equip you with tools to confidently parent your children. I'm Susan Stutzman, and today we're talking about feelings again, specifically families dealing with feelings. And the feeling that I want to address today is sadness. Sadness comes in all different forms. Sadness is an emotion. It has different sensations. So sometimes it can be helpful as an exercise, if you have a moment, to pause this recording and to draw a picture of what sadness might feel like to you. And once you've finished drawing that, I wonder if you could add some words to the side that describe the picture. Not necessarily the word sadness, but maybe the sensations that come with the feeling of sadness. I did this in a group um, a few months ago, and I came back with so many words to describe the sensations of people's felt sense of sadness. There was wet for tears, heavy, overwhelming, glum. There were pictures of bent backs. There were pictures of faces with tears. There were pictures of emptiness. Sadness can feel like many things heartache, unhappiness. It can be the beginnings of depression. It can be parts of or a lot of grief. It can be melancholy. It can be sorrow, regret, misery, dejection, so many things. One thing that's tricky, I think, especially for me as a mental health provider, especially in working with families and kids is that kids can be sad because they didn't get what they wanted for Christmas or for their birthday, but they could also be sad because they're being bullied or they can be sad because they feel misunderstood or overlooked. In other cases, it can be because of grief. Sometimes sometimes it can be a interesting exercise to think through what your family values and your family um, rules are around being sad or staying sad, sitting with sadness, seeing sadness. And one question that I think is really important to think about first is, is it okay to be sad? So I just ask you as a listener, as a parent, as a caregiver, to take a moment and reflectively think, is it okay to be sad in your family? Are you okay being sad? Oftentimes when you take a second or a minute or more to reflect on that, it can become very uncomfortable because sadness isn't always straightforward. In fact, I could almost go as far as to say sadness is never straightforward. It comes with so many different 
things that bring it about and it can turn into something more depending on on what makes a person feel sad i appreciate the disney pixar movie inside out and the depiction in that movie of sadness this blue character and how the description of sadness and the role of sadness changes over the course of that storyline. I think it's worth noting that when Joy sees sadness, she wants to push her away, push her away, push her away. But one thing that we learn, spoiler alert alert, if you haven't seen the movie, is at the end of the film, we find out that you can't experience the high of joy, the height of joy, without also knowing some sadness. And sometimes it can be really tricky because if sadness comes into memories or if sadness is in more of the memories, we can feel like we've lost parts of ourselves, or we don't know... um, We don't have color in our world any longer, or there's no way to get out. But what I would encourage you to do as a parent or a caregiver is to begin to explore this question. Is it okay to be sad? And when you understand what that that rule is, whether it's spoken or not in your family, then I would encourage you to become verbal about this in your family and talk about feelings of sadness and how it is okay to be sad and then discuss what sadness is how it comes how it goes one of my favorite things as a clinician to do is to help children and families realize that feelings are on a continuum so there's different times where we may feel more sad and less sad and every time sadness comes it's not the same thing and so oftentimes when people come to me for counseling we talk about resources and we begin to explore what types of resources might be most helpful for certain emotions or certain feelings and as we explore resources we can play around with what works and what doesn't and not every situation is going to need every resource I oftentimes will talk about how we as individuals have different resources already um, in implicitly known known to us. Um, that means that without even thinking, um, basically. So if I'm cold and you're cold, you might turn up the heat where I might go get a pair of socks. And if um, if the heat isn't turning up fast enough, you might get some gloves or take a hot shower or snuggle under blankets where I might go get a hat or a sweater or run around. All of those are resources to help our internal body temperature to increase temperature or to help us not to feel cold. But they're not all the same as a resource and they're not all something that we would gravitate towards. So when we feel sad, we don't necessarily wanna get the feeling to go away, but we wanna know what can help us to sit with the cold. Here in Chicago, in the Chicagoland area, it gets very, very cold. Right now, as I'm recording this, it it was this morning, it was like five degrees outside. 
I am not trying to get to summer. I'm not trying to fly to Florida. I really actually enjoy some cold weather. Not all of it. Do not send me hate mail. <laughs> but I will say that it's how do I sit with that cold and not be overtaken by cold? That is a concept that I want you to begin to think about as a parent as you deal with tricky feelings, as you deal with feelings of sadness. We don't want to just take our children's sadness away because we have to learn how to encounter it, to be with it, to find what it might be showing up for. So oftentimes I'll tell my children or children that come in to me in therapy, I wonder what sadness is here for. I wonder what it's here to tell us today, what you might need. And sometimes I find all different types of answers um, and yet it's important that as we're looking at and we're exploring and being with that sadness, that we don't get sucked into it or into a feeling of hopelessness, but that as caregivers and parents that we can help to hold it and when the time is right to help them move towards something else. Sometimes a child is sad because they have lost something. They've lost a pet or they've lost a, um, a friendship that they thought was really promising. Sometimes there's just this overwhelming loomingness of, oh, I can't play outdoors. It's so like, let's just carry on this theme of being cold, right? They can be sad because the the um, sun is going down earlier. They don't have as much time to play outside with friends. So their friendships are changing. Maybe they're being picked on at school. Maybe they're being bullied. And if we try to fix the feeling before we find out what's going on underneath, we can get into real danger as parents and caregivers of children also, we can get into real danger ourselves because then it's a meta-narrative telling our children it's not okay to be sad. So it goes back to that question, is it okay to be sad or to feel sad in your family? I know that a lot of times when I ask that question to clients, whether they're children or parents or the whole family unit, it will come back as yes, but then when I ask, how do you be with sadness or what does that look like? They can't come up with an example. Sometimes they say, no, it's not okay to be sad. And in that, it's again, more information just to hold and to talk about, is this something that we wanna keep? And so I'm not gonna move past that too quickly and saying, well, you should let your kids feel sad, but I want you to think about what is the purpose of sadness and how do we allow it just long enough and realize that all feelings change, not everything stays. There's always ups and downs. Our whole world is, is based on this. We have the tide in, the tide out. We have breath in, we have breath out. Our feelings always will change. And so are we trying to push them to change too quickly? Or can we sit with something figure out what is going on underneath and then seeing what we need to do to move forward. I talked a little bit in my last um, podcast on anger about resources for anger and experimenting with resources that might be um, best to help move the feeling. I like to um, utilize resources and then 
playing with the resources as experiments to help kids and families realize what feels good in the moment. And then it opens up a conversation with kids and families to be able to talk about what's going on without feeling like they can't feel a certain way or feel judged. Now, sometimes it goes the opposite way that kids don't ever want their parents to feel sad. And that is really tricky. But in, even in that, you might also notice, do you not want your child to be sad? Or have you always tried to meet their need before they even have the need so that they can't feel a little bit of that sadness and work to problem solve? If so, do you think that maybe they have a hard time with seeing you sad because they don't know what to do with their own sadness if you're not there? Again, it's something to consider. It's something to begin to un unpack as a family, as a, a parent or caregiver to think, who are trusted people that I can talk to about this? What do I do with my feelings of sadness? How do I want my children to be able to sit with their feelings? And what is their feeling telling us? There's a lot more that we could talk about regarding sadness. And there's a lot of different um, specific sadnesses that can be tricky. If you or a family member is dealing with sadness that won't go away, that can't seem to be shaken. I would encourage you to seek out a mental health professional in your area. And as a reminder, the topics discussed on this podcast and the resources that I talk about should always be considered a matter of personal opinion. I know there are differences. I know that there are things that I've said that maybe you've tried and that don't work for your family. My goal is not to be reflecting professional advice, but to be sharing some things that I find to be helpful in my own practice, with my own children, and in my own world. But if you or your child are in need of mental health help and sadness won't go away, I would encourage you to seek out mental health counseling support in your area and search a licensed professional counselor for additional help. Before we go, I have a few resources. I am not financially backed by these, but I do find it to be helpful to have resources for parents to have jumping off points. I, it's no secret that I love books. And one of the things that I find to be really helpful are um, examples or ways that we can sit with sadness. It's a great picture of sadness in the inside out. It's tricky because it doesn't show a ton of what the parents are doing or it's not a parent instructional video. It shows the inner life of a child, right? So I have come up with some books that I think are really helpful as parents to begin to think through sadness. One of them is when sadness is at your door. And it just shows beautiful pictures of what sadness can look like. And it encompasses a lot of um, how a feeling might move, change, get bigger, get smaller, and is really appropriate for any age. Um, I really encourage books like on uh, picking, being kids being picked on, if kids are sad about relationships or trying to figure out relationship difficulties. Um, Stop Picking on Me is a great book, A First Look on Bullying, Ouch Moments, 
Um, I'm going to have links to these in the show notes below if you're interested in this. Again, there's a lot of different topics that can be the precursor to feelings of sadness. And one of my, um, one, a clinician that I really respect, Ana Gomez, she wrote a book called Let's Have a Visit with Our Feelings. And she talks about this concept of um, having resources, or she utilizes the word menus um, in her book. And I find that to be a really helpful resource as well. So if this or any of the other information that I've shared feels like it's been a helpful resource to you, Um, I just would ask that you would share this with anyone that might find it useful. So in short, there are many reasons why a child or any person for that matter might feel sad. And there are many ways to resource them. There's many books on different types of feelings. There are many helps and different ways that can help sadness. But Here, we just were able to scratch the surface of some. If you or someone that you know needs additional support or additional helps, please consider checking out our blog, our resources on the Kid Matters Counseling website, or seeking out professional help in your area. As always, if you have specific questions or would like to have specific resources for your situation, please don't hesitate to send an email to the podcast and I would be happy to answer that or send you some helps regarding the question that you have. But that's it for today on sadness. And if you enjoyed this podcast or found the information useful, don't forget to subscribe and to join me next time. And remember, don't parent alone.